This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The CBS Evening News, after this short break. Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by... Do you have concerns about mild memory loss related to aging? And have you thought about taking a supplement to improve your memory, but would like to hear from a pharmacist first? Now there is good news. Prevagen is the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand, so you can safely take care of yourself with confidence. Prevagen, healthier brain, better life. 2019 Pharmacy Times Survey. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. Nora is off. I'm Major Garrett. 2020 begins with the United States facing potential conflicts in two of the world's most unstable regions. As soon as the calendars changed, North Korea's Kim Jong-un threatened to unveil a new strategic weapon and resume nuclear testing. In Baghdad, security guards at the U.S. Embassy today fired on protesters who have the backing of Iran. Regular operations at the embassy are suspended. Early today, soldiers from the 82nd Airborne began heading out for deployment in the Middle East. The U.S. currently has about 5,000 troops in Iraq. President Trump says Iran will be held, quote, fully responsible for the attack on the embassy. Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei answered back, warning, and we quote, you can't do a damn thing. Ian Lee leads us off tonight from Baghdad. Tensions between Iran and the U.S. come to blows. Supporters of Iranian-backed Shiite militias attack the American embassy for a second day. U.S. security forces kept the hundreds at bay with tear gas and rubber bullets. The Department of Defense released this video showing Marines in Kuwait locked and loaded, then arriving overnight to reinforce the United States' largest embassy, while up to 750 paratroopers from Fort Bragg are en route. 
a show of force as President Trump talked tough at a New Year's Eve party at Mar-a-Lago. We have some of our greatest warriors there. They got in there very quickly. As soon as we saw there was a potential for problem, they got in and there was no problem whatsoever. This crisis began when an American contractor was killed on an Iraqi base. The U.S. blamed Iranian-backed Shiite militias and targeted several of their bases with airstrikes in Iraq and Syria, killing more than two dozen fighters. Iraqi security forces of the heavily fortified Green Zone melted away as supporters of those same militias vented their anger at the embassy. The past 48 hours saw a dangerous escalation in the feud between Washington and Tehran, with Baghdad stuck in the middle. But as quickly as it started, the protesters left. Their camps broke down this evening after militia leaders ordered them to withdraw, saying their message had been heard. Ian Lee, CBS News, Baghdad. President Trump begins 2020 facing a number of high-stakes issues, impeachment, re-election, and now disputes with Iran and North Korea. Paula Reed is with the president in Florida. The U.S. Embassy attack threatens to draw President Trump into the kind of Middle East entanglement he has sought to avoid. Last night, he warned Iran against escalating conflict. I want to have peace. I like peace. And Iran should want peace more than anybody. So I don't see that happening. No, I don't think Iran would want that to happen. It would go very quickly. Earlier in the day, the president tweeted Iran would be held fully responsible for the attacks by Iraqi demonstrators. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo doubled down in an interview with CBS News. This is Iranian-backed terrorism that took place that threatened American interests. Today, the secretary canceled an overseas trip to Ukraine and other countries so he can focus on the situation unfolding in the Middle East. The president, who is spending the holiday at his Florida club, is also dealing with new threats from North Korea, where leader Kim Jong-un threatened to show off new strategic weapons soon. He did sign a contract. He did sign an agreement talking about denuclearization. The president, who met with Kim just over six months ago, actually crossing into North Korea, tried to give Kim room to back down. Look. He likes me. I like him. We get along. Uh, he's representing his country. I'm representing my country. We have to do what we have to do. The timing of these events is critical. Foreign adversaries know President Trump is vulnerable. He's facing impeachment and later this year, re-election, where any foreign entanglements could cost him votes. Major. Paula Reed, thank you. Well, it's been a long buildup, speeches, debates, policy papers, but we're finally getting close to the votes that count in campaign 2020. The Iowa caucuses just 33 days away. Ed O'Keefe joins me now covering the Democratic candidates. Ed, Iowa, more important, less important, or about the same as history it has? Well, Happy New Year, Major. Probably more important in winnowing this massive historic field that we have, but whether it actually helps determine the final nominee remains to be seen, partly because of Mike Bloomberg. He's spending $130 million in advertising, mostly in states that are holding contests on Super Tuesday, not the first four. So we have to wait and see. But other candidates are continuing to raise a lot of money as well. Pete Buttigieg last night announced that he raised just under $25 million in the fourth quarter. If candidates keep raising that kind of money, this contest could go on for months. Most of the candidates will spend the coming days in Iowa, especially eastern Iowa. Joe Biden, we're told, will be camping out there for most of the month. His team points out that after a year of attacks from fellow Democrats and Republicans, he remains on top. And they point out two polls that were released yesterday in the battleground states of Florida and Virginia, showing he's the only Democrat right now 
who could defeat the president in a general election. You mentioned Mike Bloomberg, New York billionaire. There's another one, happens to be president of the United States, President Trump. What's he looking at? He's in exceptional shape for an incumbent at this point. $93 million raised through the midpoint of December. Don't be surprised if we hear he raised about $100 million by the end of 2019. He has 330 campaign offices across the country and is focused on winning 17 key states, including places like Wisconsin, where he'll be later this month for one of his big rallies. Look, incumbency has its advantages, especially with a good economy, but he, of course, himself could be a relaxed factor, as could impeachment, should that trial happen later this month. Ed O'Keefe, Happy New Year. See you in Iowa. Take care. As the clock struck midnight, new laws took effect across the country. Recreational marijuana became legal in another state. Some patients will get some cheaper prescription drugs, and there's new, a groundbreaking new law that protects hairstyles. More now from Carter Evans. The new decade begins with a nice bonus for millions of workers. 21 states are raising their minimum wage, from 10 cents in Florida to $1.50 in Washington state, where the minimum wage is now $13.50 an hour. In California, gig workers, including rideshare and delivery drivers, are now considered employees, making them eligible for paid sick leave and other benefits. They want those rights, like any other worker in California. And you're ready to become an employee to get them? I'm ready to be defined as employee to get them, yes. Uber and Postmates are challenging the new law in court. To help combat skyrocketing drug costs, Colorado is the first state to put a $100 copay cap on a month's supply of insulin. In California, natural hairstyles like afros, braids, and dreadlocks are now legally protected. This follows recent incidents nationwide of African Americans being unfairly targeted because of their hair. And starting today, all new homes built in California must have solar panels. It's a big energy savings, but it will add about $10,000 to the cost of construction. Washington becomes the latest state to raise the minimum age to 21 for buying tobacco or vaping products. That could also be a federal law later this year. And Illinois now joins 10 other states in legalizing the use of recreational marijuana. Also in Illinois, it's now illegal to stream video while you're driving. Yes, that's a thing, and it's caused some deadly accidents, proving once again some laws are designed to protect us from ourselves. Major? Carter Evans, thank you so much. The first winter storm of this new year and new decade is bringing heavy snow to parts of the west. Salt Lake City is expected to get about four inches. Plows were out on the interstate trying to keep the roads clear, but police say several cars spun out. At least one rolled over, causing minor injuries. The storm is moving toward the Midwest. The east will see mild temperatures for the next few days. In southern Australia, at least three more people died today from the raging wildfires. Nationwide, the fires have claimed at least 17 lives. Thousands of homes have been destroyed. Today, Navy ships and aircraft headed to the areas cut off by the fires to deliver much-needed supplies. At the Vatican today, as Pope Francis delivered his New Year's address, he spoke briefly about a surprising episode from yesterday. Seth Doan reports the Pope showed a side of himself... We rarely see. Today's planned topic was world peace, and just before Mass, Pope Francis made a little peace offering of his own. I want to apologize for the bad example of yesterday, he said. 
The Pope was referring to this incident New Year's Eve when a woman yanked his hand, pulling him over to her. He sternly responded, slapping at her hand to get free. Turns out even a Pope can lose his patience, as we've seen before. In a 2016 visit to Mexico, he was almost pulled onto a man in a wheelchair. He angrily admonished the person tugging at him, don't be selfish. But this is a pope who goes out of his way to be as close to the faithful as possible and generally relishes the unscripted moments that go along with that. That's it. In 2017, as he leaned in for a kiss, then three-year-old Estella Westrick grabbed his skullcap, soliciting a chuckle from the pontiff. This week, the People's Pope again revealed his human side, albeit with a flash of anger. But today we heard a much more pontiff-like apology. Francis said, love makes us patient. Seth Doan, CBS News, Rome. One of basketball's biggest names died today. David Stern transformed the National Basketball Association from a struggling league with poor attendance into a global powerhouse. By that, we mean a $5 billion a year industry. Stern was commissioner for 30 years, starting in 1984. His stewardship helped players like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan become superstars and household names. Stern died from complications after suffering a brain hemorrhage last month. David Stern was 77. Violent protests in Hong Kong that started nearly nine months ago have now stretched into 2020. Hundreds of thousands jammed the streets today. Police used tear gas and water cannons to break up the crowds. Crowds demanding democratic reforms and more independence from China. Officials say about 400 arrests were made. We want to show you and tell you about a bizarre weather phenomenon in Washington state. Tumbleweeds piled up 15 feet high along a highway. Some vehicles were trapped and some of their occupants rang in the new year, well, inside their cars. Rescuers finally got them out using snow plows to clear the tumbleweeds. Some folks, we don't know why, like to start the year, the new year, by freezing. In the Netherlands, thousands dressed in swimsuits and red caps and braved the cold for a dip in the very, very cold North Sea. New York's Coney Island, another big splash as thousands took the polar bear plunge into the chilly Atlantic Ocean. As we know, school is out for New Year's, but some students are about to give us a lesson in kindness. Here's Chip Reed. The third graders at Philadelphia Elementary School in rural Tennessee just love to help each other. Did you get number three? Yes, it's 12. But recently, Daniel Hunt needed help with a lot more than math after his family's house burned to the ground. No one was hurt, but they lost almost everything. So they launched a toy drive and surprised him with dozens of games and toys. Daniel was so moved that instead of checking out all those gifts, he motioned for his classmates to come on in for a group hug that went viral. The hug seen round the world. I say, come here. And they gave me a big hug. They nearly pushed me. How many of you were involved in that famous group hug with Daniel? We came to Tennessee to meet these young icons of generosity. I gave him some comic books to read. I gave him a dinosaur Lego kit. I gave him a blanket and a lunchbox. Why did they do it? 
Because Daniel is a nice friend and he's always there for us when we need him to give us a hug and be kind to us. And how did it make them feel? When you give something to someone, uh, it makes them happy and it makes you happy too. Just complete whole joy. At this point, we noticed their teacher's eyes were filled with tears. Just a few tears of joy. I'm so proud. I love how much love they have to give. All that love got to Daniel, All right, guys, too. I think Daniel needs another hug. Third graders teaching us that sometimes what we need most is a hug. Chipri, CBS News, Philadelphia, Tennessee. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. Good night and Happy New Year. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.